So this year I want to discuss two entirely unrelated topics. Uh, first, we're going to discuss uh, opinion related to Chasnida that we're learning now. It will be a little shorter than a uh, usual one. And then the second part, as uh, I was more accustomed to do last year, to talk about other Nyanam, other Nysim, Nyanadiyayma. So we'll talk about something that has to do uh, with the Shefesh or Rosh Hashanah. But to start with Sim Kuf Pedalad, Sif Aleph, Sif Aleph includes Vachol Isha Sheish Leveses Kavua, Bo Aleha Shalevish Asvesta, Veina Tzricha Vadika, Lefnei Tashmish. Right? That's that, that's that discussion. Right. So if says, is the only place it says it in these it's, it's great, it's encouraged, even if she has a Vesas Kavua, why should you even suspect anything? And the first marker, of course, is in the Mishnah and Nidda in the beginning of Perek Beis, Kol Hayad Amar Belivdek Benoshim Meshubachas, and the Sefer Ubanoshim Tikotzitz. So one of the Yengalait here in Kail, here right now, asked me, Shtikol Klotzkasha, that, uh, don't uh, don't we teach everyone? Shukha touched on this briefly. Don't we touch? Don't we teach everyone uh, not to check uh, more than necessary, more than required? And don't look and don't uh, this, don't that. There's always, that's always the the signum. That's the style in which uh, everyone's taught. So um, how does that fit with this? And I think the way the question was asked was more in the direction of, we know you're not supposed to check, so how could it be that, uh, how could it possibly say, what's Pshad and Shulchan Aruch Pasha? We know, Allah uh, you're not supposed to check. So, uh, I got back to him, I answered him, the kids are about best, and I want to, I thought it's an uh, interesting Indian, so we're going to uh, lay it out here a little more in detail. I just want to point out that, uh, in this case, more or less relying on different svarim that already were malakit. Some of the makaitis, each sefer is malakit, a portion of the makaitis, and I'm uh, putting it all together in a, in a certain way. So before we continue, I just want to point out that as we continue, just keep in mind that there's really four different situations, scenarios, in which there's a discussion as to should we check, should we look, or should we not create problems. So number one is be made to harasa in general. That's what it was uh, talking about here in Kufbe Dalit. Number two is Zayin Akim, that also got mentioned in, uh, in Kuftalik Vav. Number three is if she finds a Kasem and the Kasem is a little questionable, should we check again now? And, and that way maybe we'll clarify what's going on. And number four, the bathroom. Looking at the uh, stuff in the bathroom. So just keep that in mind as we go through, just to keep uh, track of the different cases. So as we shall see though, spoiler, the uh, turns out the idea of not looking, not checking, that's essentially, uh, it's about 50, 60 years old. It's about how, uh, that's the, the vintage, uh, and, you know, the pedigree of this idea is, goes back not, not very long, last couple of decades. And in fact, even as recently as uh, pretty much this generation, you'll still find some of the daily Apoiskim still referring 
to the fact that, at least in principle, absolutely still true that Yad Hamar Belivdik Mushabachas. For example, if you look in the Shiuri Shevet Alevi, Aaron Kufpedalad, he writes among other things, and I'll quote more of it soon, but I'm extracting the following line: Yad Hamar Belivdik Ena Kavon Belivdik Atzmo Kol Shah Mamish. We're not saying to check every hour; that might be overdoing it a little bit. Every once in a while, you want to strengthen the, the Torah. Maybe Moloshim Chazaka. Chazaka of the Torah. We're praising because you're not Taka required. So you do more than us. So you're going beyond. But it sounds like he means uh, practice. And he's, this repeats itself a number of times there in the Shir Yashev Adalevi. So if you want to know where did this idea come from, talk, uh, not to look. So uh, ground zero, one of the important makaitis is talk sefer tara kalacha, farkash chelik beis perachav gimel, which is about bedikas tufnei tashmish lachnei tashmish, corresponds to some overlearning on page 580-581. Farkash writes, even though it's explained in Mishnah and Shulchan Aruch, shekolisha shemar bavdikas shleibishas tashmish afi meitar also harizim mishabachas, but still. The Paiskim Shibizmanenu wrote that it's common for to create complications as a result of checking. So therefore, you should not be machmer and add to the Bedikas that you're required al Allah. And we'll get to, as we continue, we'll get to some of his Makaitis that he mentions there. If you also look earlier in the Sefer, Nechelik Aleph, Peregimel, Ksamim, page 36, Fakash writes, she found, finds a Kasem, Allah Livdei, Kolekanech, Atzma, exclamation mark. Don't uh, try to investigate, because the kasem itself is midrabanan, so there are different possibilities to be matarif, you bring it to her off. The second she does a badika, so even if it's the smallest drop, she's yeah. matama, and even if she has a tliya to be tailing something, but the hat is a lot more difficult and has a lot of conditions, a lot of uh, restrictions. Since she has no chiv to check, she should not do this in order not to make things complicated. It sends you to the ha'ara. And the Ari writes, This is what everyone passes the Poiskim that I know. And he adds, Who writes, The idea that if you have a Kesem, you should then go double check. Um, so even though the Ari maybe was some Achron who wrote that, the Shiri Shevra Levi says, The Shiri Levdik. And for in such a case, the Paiskim should have said, that's very important to know whether in Ksamim you should immediately check or not, and it doesn't seem to have been spelled out by anyone important uh, along the way. So the Shir Shadalevi does say that. However, the Shir Shadalevi doesn't go fully along with Rabbi Farkash here. So Farkash says, Ledaitoi, when it's Nikr, that it's Damamish, but it's only Tar because it's less than a Gris. So then the Shir Shevrolevi continues and says, Really, he doesn't say anywhere to check here either. The Shir Shevrolevi says, if it looks like real damage, just less than a gris, So he's quoting this, he's acknowledging, or he's acknowledging that the Shevrolevi says this. He responds and says, Why? Because... Ultimately, it's close to certain, if Arkash says, that she will find something and now she'll be Tmeya. And if Chazal made a statement and said that some that are less than a Gris are Tohar, 
even though they knew that chances are, when Chazal said that, they probably they should have known that. If you go and double check and do a formal bedikah, Odds are, it will be Tmeah. Alpha Bikain, even though that's the reality, Chazal said, Pachas Migris is Tahar. We have this Taina, how will the Paiskim the Fadish, right? Why didn't the Paiskim say this? And we didn't see any of the Paiskim say this, so I don't know where the Shevra Levi is coming from. So that's how Rabbi Farkash responds to the Shevra Levi. So we see that in the case of Ksan, the Shevra Levi is, in addition to what we said earlier, that it seems like he also holds Bechlav, we made Tarasa. But also in the case of Ksam, the Shevet Levi is machmer to check, and the Tarak Alacha is screaming, no, you're going to just create problems. And uh, the case where the Torah says it's fine, you're going to go and uh, do the Avodah, Chazal Nu, as we said. Now, for the fact that the Shevet Levi doesn't seem to, didn't seem to think of this, so it seems that checking is when you have a Shaila, an Isurim, you're not sure, maybe this, maybe that, so what's the way to find, you check, and that's how you find out, right? You would think, without getting into Ish-Vish, you would think, whenever there's a Shail of Yisurim, it's probably could die to investigate and, and clarify things, why be left with uh, maybe yes, maybe not. That would seem to be the instinctive approach to Yisurim. So uh, the more you can check and be certain and not rely on shit, this is probably better, even if it's not a Chiyuv. And that seemingly is very logical, very instinctive to Yerei Shemayim. Now, you could make a distinction and say, when it comes to kashras, maybe it's easier to be machmer in kashras. You can just eat something else or uh, spend a little more money and the product will be a little more expensive to make sure that it's on a higher standard. It's a whole, it's much more complex and it's a different dynamic. So one assumes that Rabbi Farkash is coming from this direction. He just he seems uh, upset about the possibility of, of preventing a husband and wife. Maybe you can compare it, if you're looking for a comparison, maybe you can compare it a little bit to the concept of Hefzat Merub and Kashos, and Hefzat Merub and Kashos, then we, then we treat it differently. Right? And that, these are all actually very broad topics, Kashos in general, and then we're going to get back in a bit to another kind of comparison between the two topics. But anyway, at any rate... Just to try to explain where the Shevet Levi is coming from, if you can if you can find an Isser and be safe from the Isser, that's great. And if you can not find it, then, then you're 100% certain that there's no problem. So that's where the, the each one is coming from. Now, the, the, take, let's take a look at what Rav Meisha Feinstein wrote. There's a Shuvah Negris Meisha about this. One of the, the early Mekaitis, like I said, last 50, 60 years or so. So Negris Meisha, Chelek Ches, which is already one of the volumes printed after he passed away. For those uh, keeping score in the Yeshiva Shevelt, they, they treat as the volumes go on. So Chelek Zayn's already, he was already a little incapacitated. He was still alive. Chelek Ches is already after. Chelek is even after that. And not everyone uh, gives gives the same regard to uh, each volume. But you are all but uh, the question is, who's the editor? Who's putting it out? And uh, Shulchan himself found certain shulchas, the, the certain volume of the Taka was printed in Eretz Israel and printed in America. And there's a big shinoi in one of the shulchas, the text, one of the shulchas, Mamash Yishin Afkamin and Alacha. There's the there's the behind the scenes, the story of uh, how to regard the uh, editing of the Eretz But that's just a disclaimer. But it's in it's in Chelik Chas Yeridet. Ramesha is writing to one of his Talmudim, and Ramesha says 
that even during the Zion Akim, even during the Shiva Akim, there's no need for a woman when she's doing using the bathroom, there's no need to use uh, a white to treat it like almost like a potential badika. Uh, she has no need to look at it because all you need is enough that you follow what you're required to do. The chiyuvim. So the Rebbeisha says, This is not just if you eat pshat on the Mishnah. The Mishnah doesn't sound like it was talking about sitting in the bathroom. Um, and then he starts bringing, giving a vart. What's the vart of Ramesha? He says, even if we're going to answer her, advarim midin safik. And he's going to get back to this, but he interrupts himself for a second, and he says, Be'atzim, it's mistaber that the ma'ila b'chlal of kolamarba, right, the Mishnah doesn't say necessarily clearly, or at least not explicitly, when it's talking about, mistaber that it's b'meitara. Comes to Shevnikim, which is what Rav Moshe was coming from on this. Since she has Chiyuve Bedika, there's actually parameters. The Torah said, This is what you should do. So it doesn't make sense to say that you should do more than what you're already supposed to be doing. Pamayim in a day, one in the morning, one next to the evening. Then the question is, how many you can get away with? So the Rambam also, when the Rambam brings of Kol Isha Shemar Belivdeg Atzma, Isha Sheyesh Lavesa, Spimei Tarasa. So from different Makaris, uh, doesn't sound like Ramesha is interrupting himself. It doesn't look like many of the Makaris that is talking about Shivan Akim anyway. Because Shivan Akim, the Torah already tells you what to do. But getting back to his point, he says Bchol and the whole life to what's the what are you accomplishing when you have a bedikah? When it comes to let's say for kashras for isurim, what are you trying to accomplish by checking? If you, before you checked, you didn't know. You had some doubt. You had a lack of clarity. Now you're checking in order to clarify. He says, if the checking is only going to create more questions and create svekas, then you're not accomplishing anything. And that's even according to the Torah Mechaber, who wrote clearly what Ramesha said a second ago is essentially against what it says in Shulchan Aruch. Shulchan Aruch had said, Af amar So, just to keep in mind, Ramesha was uh, almost got away with suggesting of the Shulchan Aruch. Even they, clearly the Kavana throughout Mishnah, Gemara, Shulchan Aruch, meant that you're clarifying, you're confirming. Ramesha says, we're not Baki and Maris. And he says, we'll get to the Maris and we'll learn about the different colors. Machmer, not Machmer. Because we're Ramachmer to the extreme. So that means chances are what she's going to find in the kinoach in the in the bathroom is not going to necessarily be clear cut at all. It's going to be iffy, and we're just going to be machmer because that's what we do now. So misafik or mechumin ba'alma. So that's not what the Mishnah and Shachanar are talking about. So that is why. So that's here's already a like a halachic argument why sakanat kadai to check in this type of situation. Right, so you're only, you're only trying to confirm something, find this or find the mutter, but not if it's just uh, creating confusion. Another point uh, that's mentioned in Swaram today is that, and uh, Rabbi Shuchat mentioned it, that uh, women today, their bodies are more sensitive, and uh, the checking itself is just going to create the problem that wasn't there before. So, for example, if you take a look at an art scroll in Pisrei Alacha, Rabbi Forrest, on page 135. 
So you have the chapter on Bedikus. Bedikus, why, when, and how. So in section 4, Bedikus, when and whether, so this is what it says here. There are specific circumstances when a Bedikus is required. Otherwise, Bedikus are not done. Although Chazal command a woman, a woman who does additional Bedikus, contemporary Rabbanim generally discourage unnecessary Bedikus. The possible reasons for this are, A, since the woman is not required to do a bedikah, there is no reason to go beyond halachic requirements and cause unnecessary nidus. A woman should rather try to preserve her tara status. And in the footnote, they write, even Chazal in their time were loath to cause unnecessary separation between man and wife. In modern times, when immodesty is rampant and life is full of anxieties and tensions, separation between man and wife causes additional stress and strain in their relationship, perhaps... In our times, Chazal would not have recommended additional bedikas. Okay. Uh, that's reason A. And B, excessive bedikas commonly cause an irritation in the vagina, which in turn may cause blood to appear on the cloth. This blood is not uterine blood and should not cause her to become a nida. However, since we cannot be certain that it is not from the uterus, if she does a bedikas, she'll be considered nida, perhaps unnecessarily. And the Mitzayin of the Bible, to Piseach Shar, who was one of the contemporary uh, Svarim on these Inyanim, he notes that it's common today that excessive bedikas causes, causes irritation to that area. Therefore, a woman should not do bedikas unless required to do so. See also Igris Meisha, which we just, it's that Igris Meisha that we just discussed. So that, that gives you an idea of the direction this Allah has taken in the last few decades for these ideas that have been mentioned. Back to the bathroom, which was mentioned by uh, Igris Maisha. So in the Sefer Chukas Atara, which we got to be added to the library here in the Koyal, by Rabbi Olbaum, he mentions, you do a das, Rabbi Yashiv, Rabbi Yashiv held that you should taka, again, examples of Peskim today, Rabbi Yashiv held that he should check in every kinoach in the bathroom, if there's dam, except in the first days after Tvila. He gives a small window after going to the mikvah, but otherwise, check all the time. That was what Yashiv. You do a das from Yashiv. Guess it's not. Maybe he didn't write it. Maybe he didn't put it in writing in any of his official uh, svarim. But you do it. That is something that the she- even the Shevet Alevi uh, disagrees with, and the Shevet Alevi and it comes up a few times here in the sefer. So, for example, right here, and uh, right here in this if. On the words, uh, so Vosner uh, says, They're checking the paper, the toilet paper, after using the, the bathroom. It's coming from Nervin, from, uh, not, it's not coming from, uh, usually when we say Nervin, it's to distinguish from, from Kite. And it's unnecessary. That's a real bedika. At least you're actually doing a bedika. The paper over here, the toilet paper has a lot of chesreinus. Right? Because you should do it. If you're actually doing a bedika, you should use uh, the cloth, not the paper. So this doesn't even count as a bedika at all. So uh, don't get into trouble where there isn't even a suffix. Of course, if she did happen to wipe and see, so then you have to talk, ask, of course. Then we get to that quote that I quoted before. Yadamarva doesn't mean every show, like going to the bathroom, but from time to time, and more than And really, when it comes to Mubaras and Amenekas, you don't have this din. 
But Bismaneinu, this gets a little bit into this question about Muberes and Minuka, which you learned about Weiter. Uh, nowadays, Minu uh, Minakas often does see. So then maybe it is Meshabachas. So he's getting back to Shevra Levi being pro-Bedikas, at least in theory. So he says it might even be recommended for Menakas nowadays. And again, throughout uh, the Sefer, in a few places, he comes back to this. Um, again, in Simakov Tzadik Aleph, in the Tzricha Livdik, it says in the Mishnah, Klayad Amarba, to look, and the paper as we know, like you mentioned before, the, the Maya itself isn't clear, and Meraglaim itself has all kinds of Marias, so this is something, and he repeats it a third time, also in Tzimokov Tzadik Vav Taka, that uh, it's not talking about this. Kalkelas Atzma, Machmas Atzovim, the same theme, repeated a few times. If you look in that Sefer Chukas Atara that I just mentioned, he's mitzayin to a Sefer Chukuzman, who says that the Debrit Sinner Shlita told him that his father, who we usually mean when we say the Debrit Sinner, used to tell the women not to look at the, what, what they wipe, and that Shahu Atzma Shlita, the son, the, the, the Debrit Sinner today, goes further and says they should leave the light off. When they go that way, there's no uh, no chance because sometimes we you know it's hard not to look. You, you tell you not to look, so you want to look. Turn off the light. And that way, uh, clearly, I'm assuming he's speaking from experience, and that's uh, how far he's gone with that. And they also told me the author writes that the guy in the Ramesha Naishlos of uh, New Square used to also demand of the women not to look at it. So. These are, again, these are all very recent Makairis, but just gives you a, a clearer picture of the development of this idea and the, the sources for that. Now, there is something that goes back a little further, and that is from the Alter Rebbe and the Tzemach Tzedek. In Charles Hatshuva's Tzemach Tzedek, and it's also copied and pasted in Chudushi Tzemach Tzedek Anida on the mission of Yad Amarva. So the Tzemach Tzedek begins by summarizing the mission of the Gemara, the Yishayin, and the Freytash, the Zachatash, but then it's actually gets to the point that he wants to get to, which is, he says, even though it says, sometimes, sometimes, even the Tzadik says, better to do less. What, what are we talking about? He says, this is, the Altar and the Tshuva, it's printed, about a woman, karten ktanim, Karten, Kroten, however you want to pronounce it. I think etymologically it's actually related to the word carrots when you mention it, when you measure diamonds, uh, 24 carats. Uh, so in Halacha, the Kroten ended up uh, in this sugya. So you find uh, these small uh, these small mm-hmm. things. So this is a, a din that's relevant to some of Pechas, that if blood comes from the woman, whether it's wet, whether it's dry, Tmea, and even if it's in shapes, clippers, sidus, Tmea, but you have to test it. You have to see if, they, uh, if they're able to melt by being uh, soaked in uh, lukewarm water for 24 hours, exact heat, what the level of heat should be. And if it's so tough that it still doesn't melt in that period of time, then she's tohaira. That mentions also uh, scratching with a finger. That doesn't count for anything. So you have these, she has this problem. She's seeing these pieces on the aids. 
She's checking every day and she's finding these every day. And this is a problem. So the Alter of Paskin, that if they did a Bedika, they checked and they found, they were able to determine that it's coming from the Mokhoi Medaglayim, then you can matar them even though they melt and they turn into blood. And then it's an upset that says, the Alter of concluded, we should warn her, now on, please stop being by day, finding every day. If you don't look every day, you won't find every day. If your mom is have a hargasha, which goes into that, but if she feels a hargasha, or some achlevesta, that's what the Alter Rebbe wrote. So the Tenor is trying to explain, so it says, even though Amar Rebbe is a meshubach, because you might find blood, it's not good, but here, she's finding these cartons. And she's finding them always. So what are we going to have to do? We're going to come to our Rav and say, uh, we have a problem here. She's never able to become tar. What's the Rav going to do? The Rav is going to give a heter, a kula. He's going to be matar the, the, the mara. So he goes, hey, what are your choices here? Either don't look, you won't have a shayla, or look, you'll have a shayla, and you'll get a, a heter. So if this outcome is the same, might as well, as the says, have a, it's easier to be matar without looking. Why do we have to then uh, look and then come up with a hatter? If, so baita, if there's a suffix similar along similar lines, if there was a suffix and now the badik is going to be pushed the suffix, what's this midday suffix? That's good. But here, yotzis chara because we're just going to have to be matered. Ramesh's vart was a little different. Ramesh's vart was we're going to have to talk asri, but you're not accomplishing anything by asri when you don't know, uh, you don't know maris. Here, as I'm saying, you're going to have to be matter it. So, uh, what's the point? And now, the Tzema Tzedek brings a very interesting comparison to Hilchus Trefus. I don't know if anyone here learned Hilchus Trefus. But in Simen Lamed Gimel, the Ramah says in, in Sif Tess, so I'll, I'll, I'll quote the whole Sif, talking there about a kites in the Veshet. So, thorns, we're talking about birds. So if there's a thorn in the veshet, uh, the, what is it, the food pipe of the, of the birds, so whether it's the arkoi or lorachboi, it's in there. It's not, not it didn't pierce it, kshena. But if it's inserted, if it's stuck inside, then a surah, even if you don't see scar tissue, you don't see a kairat dam, because we think we're chayshish, maybe the taka was a hole, and then it, uh, it healed, and we don't see it. That's Machamer. The Ramah says, machshirin, if you, even if it's inserted, if you don't see a kaira dam, we don't have this tshash. And the Ramah continues and says, Where we are, we have the geese, the stuffed geese for the fat that was common back in Shtet, uh, in the Shtetlach. So uh, there's a takana to check. Really, there's a takana to check for a hole in the veshet because it's more common than even a sircha. But if they see that there's uh, kites in the veshet, if they don't see holes on both sides, they don't see a kite adam, they're noig lahakl. This is not this is not so good. This is not so simple. It's an isidrate isa. And the Ramah says, the yaisir hayatoyev shaloy livdik klal v'lismecharuba milivdik lahakl b'makim d'ikadayasa. It would be better not to check the veshet at all. Which wasn't necessarily, it was a takana to check, but not for the takana, it's not the halacha to check. 
and then you're just relying on the roif. Roif birds don't have this problem. But if you check, and then there's a meaning something that looks, it doesn't look like an isser, but it looks like something might be wrong. Now you're already being, uh, now you're already being makele. You're going against the, maybe the ideal psak. So you see the Ramah also says this. I said so the, so the, the shock there says that uh, the Ramah didn't really mean it that way. The Ramah really meant that you should, they should stop doing what they're doing. That they shouldn't eat these, uh, they shouldn't eat these geese. He's just expressing himself in a certain way. That's what the shock says. Tzimach says, fine, that's in that case, because really it is a problem. But in this case, over there, really, they should be checking and be answering. In this case, you don't need to check at all. It's only a Sheva Chuzihir. You can apply the Ramah's idea, at least over here, that when you have a reason that you have to make it anyway, then it's better not to check, because there's no Reza to begin with. Um, so better not to check. Now, just a Maimar Musgar, I just want to mention that this idea... Actually, has very practical ramifications nowadays. Nowadays, in the field of kashrus with chickens, so there's a huge shail about the tzaymis hagidin. There's uh, some kind of uh, somewhere in the leg of the chicken. There's a bunch of uh, sinews come together, and uh, apparently, chickens today tend to have some kind of infection in that area, and it creates a lot of shailos. This has been uh, an issue for the last bunch of decades. And it's still, it's still with us. It's still, uh, you, you read the Haredi headlines every now and then. The Tzemes Hagidim thing pops up again. Oh, the Eid Haredis is not being Nizr in the Tzemes There's always uh, news about it. So there's a big tshuva about this in the Shevet Alevi. And a lot of the tshuva, the tshuva is around this whole shayel of when are you supposed to check? And when is it just better to not check and assume that everything is fine? This is from Tav Shalama Test. as Talmud Ramesh Shal Klein. So when I get this shayla, so he says, you already broke down for me that there's three categories. You, sometimes you see that there's an infection there. Anyone, any, uh, most touched the person would realize it seems to be a problem. That seems pretty clear. You have to check. But Raif Trefus, number two, Raif Trefus and Samus Agidim is that someone who's not an expert would never notice that there's anything amiss. Only the mumchim would notice. And uh, number three, sometimes... Imamish, is, Imamish can't tell us anything there. Even the mumchim wouldn't really know. But if you really invest, meaning a mumchim, when we say a mumchim, we just mean a mumchim looking at it. The shaykh and shaykh, he notices something. Sometimes the shaykh himself doesn't notice that anything's amiss. But if you literally took every single chicken to, to the laboratory to be checked, you would find that even some of those have a problem. So now the shaykh is, what is the dirchiv v'dikah when it comes to these things? So... Sheryl Levy says, of course, if there's actual infection, then obviously you have to check. Um, and we're, we're bucky enough to be able to figure that out. And uh, that's not in the category of me. It doesn't even go into the discussion of me or tashchiach. If there's a me or tashchiach, do I have to check or not? This is a din reyesef. This is a reyesef. There's something that looks wrong, and then you have to check. The shayla is when there isn't a reyesef per se. The question is whether we should go looking for it. Whether the mumcha would notice, or whether even the mumcha himself would notice, that is the shaila of miot hashchiach, and that's an issue that comes up throughout Trefus, checking the reyah, checking the veshet, checking the dakin. These are uh, these are the sugyas in, in checking in, in shchita. So Shevet uh, Levi says that there's a big machlekes on this between the base of Raim and the Mishkanis Yaakov. Now, for those who are a little bit familiar with Erevin, the base of Raim and the Mishkanis Yaakov are uh, a famous pair of Bali Plukta around the time of, I guess you could say, the Mithla Rebbe. Um, the base of Raim was from Poland, the Mishkanis Yaakov was from Lita, and their big argument was about, 
which most of the Bachlekes in the Bay Area usually tend to revolve around. And they were the first, you could say, the first, some first modern example of this argument where the Bishraim said, of course, uh, you need Shishim uh, Riba, otherwise you're fine. And the Mishnah Yaakov was being Machmer, Nitta, he's being Machmer, you don't need Shishim uh, Riba. And part of it, and it's been going on since then, is counting how many uh, Rishonim say what. Each one had a different count, a different Cheshman, who has more Rishonim on their side. So this all started with that Machlekas. Uh, and they say that uh, the Rosh Yeshiva of Lakewood, Used to when uh, Ervin used to come up in uh, modern day questions here in New York, so he used to scream, "Ah, the Mishkas Yaakov, the Mishkas Yaakov!" That was what that was his taina. And some even say that he said that I'm an anical of the Mishkas Yaakov's brother, the Karenayra. So Mamish personal, uh, everyone else is not an anical of the Karenayra. Okay. Anyway, so that was the that was the, that's the famous vikuach of those two. But they also have vikuach, and, and and people say that you can see it actually kind of represents. The different attitudes, especially a culture clash between how Polish psak worked and how Litvish psak worked. Anyway, so they also have an argument about this. The base of Rhyme says there's three rules, there's three levels, and the Shiva Levi wants to summarize, he wants to sum it up. He says that when the Miyatamotsu is Mamish Trefus, there's literally, there's always going to be a, a 1%, 2% of Mamish Trefus, not Suffolk Trefus, then there's a Chiv Badika Meikar Hadin. That's why we're checking the day. Because we know that there's always a certain percentage that have uh, that are treif in the lungs. Number two, there's a miot hamotzui of reyeses, and that's an example. That's like the the geese that are stuffed. So uh, that's already the next level. The reyeses is common, not the treif. Sometimes you see the reyeses, but upon further investigation, it's not a problem. So in that case, according to the base of Rayim, it's kadosh atzvachav mutalach. And that's why that Amor wrote the Toiv Hayoyoser shall live the cloud. This Mecharobah may live the Glahakol. The Makom Diikarei. So that's why he takes the Ramah at face value. And the Ramah, why did the Ramah say that? Because the whole issue here is only Reyes. Even when you find the kites there, doesn't actually tell you what happened. You don't actually know what happened. It's a chash. So because it's only Reyes, so if that's the situation, Toiv Hayoyoser shall live the Glahakol. Ask you to check. You see this is a shos, not the check. And then the third category of the Mishnah is a cheskas iser. We're not going to get into that. The Mishnah Yaakov disagrees or responded and said that even in a case of a Suffolk iser, like the Ramah is talking about, there is a chiv b'tika in a miyat hamatzim me'ikar hadin. And he says the Ramah did it. He holds like the shach, apparently, that the Ramah didn't really mean it. Ramah was just expressing himself in a certain way. And uh, Avada, of course... That's just the Rab Miyute, the most okay, I can't uh, can't change everybody, so I guess don't look. But the real din is you know, they're relying on din daisa as linen basarubu, even the miyatamatsu. But uh but Mama Shalach al Maisa, if there's a miyatamatsu brayasis, according to Mishnah's Yaakov's understanding of the Ruan the Shah, you have to you have to check. So that's the Shevet Levi's summary of that discussion. And the Shevet Levi, further on in this discussion, when he's talking about what to do here, so he's saying that we, the problem is you have a bit of a problem here. When it is an infection, that's that's one story. But uh, then there's the case of it is not an infection. We do have mumchen, we don't have mumchen, we are buck, we're not buck. He gets he's getting into this discussion. But he says, Ruben Kekulam are not bucky. So he says, Okay, maybe we could compare this talk to the Ramah of better not to check because if we're not Pekiyam, we don't even know what we're looking for. We don't even know what we're doing here with the same as Agidin. So if that's the situation, if we're not Enon in the Kroyim Bekiyam Bazaar, 
So then, what's the point of checking? What are you going to do then after you check? So maybe that's what I'm talking about, a case like that. But if you have a bucky, if you have someone who knows exactly what he's doing, so then, then you do have to check. That's how the Shira Levi is navigating this question. So that's just interesting to point out how this ties into Allah today. Back to the Tzemach Tzedek. So that, really, that was the part of the Tzemach Tzedek that was Negea. I just thought, uh, we'll just finish off by quoting a bit of the Hamshach of the Tzemach Tzedek because it is related to all the didn't we learn, like Menekes, and how to use that as a kula, also Zivas Davrlach, and uh, things like that. So in this Shiloh, though, the Tzemach Tzedek was talking about a woman who's a, me- a menika who can't uh, be metahar because she's finding Kartna on the Eid Bidika, and then they're melting afterwards. So it's like, we can't be Bakel here. And she shouldn't check herself at all while she's a menekes because it's Shchiach that she is finding. So in this case, not to look would be Kamailim Ayin Minu Iser. This is much worse than the, the cases of Chafis. But we have an issue of Igun over here. So, says, I came up with this idea that maybe we could be Mekel, that it's still not, even if it melts, it's still not an Isr And he gets into that, why it's not an Isr It's related to Simkov Pechas. So therefore, even here, he wants to say we could be Mekel, not to check the Meitar But But it's Sarachim, because says, she feels, Shemalagash, Zivaz Dovrlach. She should have to check. The women that are uh, taking things a little too seriously. Once you set them on this track of Hagasha, so then the, they keep on feeling it, or they keep on thinking they're feeling it. So I was there, we're in trouble. You can't say, don't check then. Then there's a chiv to check. But we said she's a minika. Aminika, Korant Alacha, really has a din of Mesulekes Damim. So can we use that? Then, this is another, we can take another part. The Nehidah Yehuda mentioned this idea of, this came up in the, the we discussed the Asher Chonon, and Asher Chonon wanted to say that a Kinuach could count as a Hafsiktara. It comes from these types of Shuvahs. So the Nehidah Yehuda says sometimes a Kinuach is good enough like a Badika, and even though you can't rely on that against Shulchan Aruch and Yishayinim, but in this case, because she's a minakis, because she has a chaskas mislakas domim. So even if she feels zivas dovrlach, so it's not a full chiv bedika. So she should just do a kinuach and say, oh, if it, it would have been there, it would have come up on the kinuach, and, and that's it. So it's just interesting to see how the Tanakh Sadiq is navigating the minakis, the zivas dovrlach, the kinuach instead of a bedika. Even though Stam Minakas, you can't be making like this, you have to do a Badika Gemura. But in this case, because of the ego, and you remember calculate her husband, Yesh Lahakal, and that's all we made to her also. But Shivanakiyam, then she has to do real Badikas. And the fact Tarakalacha, just to conclude this portion, the Tarakalacha, he's talking about scientists, Sam of Tadak. However, if you look there, he doesn't really spell out what Sam is about. He also doesn't tell you that Sam Tadak is not talking about all women. And the Pnei, he writes, you shouldn't check. And then the man says, oh, and there's also the Alter Rebbe and the Tzemach Tzedek. So it's just important to, to clarify when we look it up. It was about a very, very, very specific case. And the, the concept of not checking at all as a rule for a woman, as I said, apparently, mostly, there's one other tshuva, like an interesting tshuva, I'm not going to get into it, where someone right, 200 years ago or so, right, they came to a city where the Rav told the women to stop checking so much. But as a, as a and, and even he says, he only he's not going to go against the Rav that came before him. But as a general hero, well-known psak, this is the last few decades, as we said. You can also see a few other Makaitis there cited there in Tarakalach. I think this gives you the overall picture of this discussion and uh, is illustrative of how some of these halachas work. We move on 
to the, briefly to another topic related to Rosh Hashanah. So, right, so we know the Mishnah says, Mitzvah Sayyim B'Shaifer. But if you look in the Psukim, the Psukim don't really say much about what uh, the Shaifer entails. All it says is, Yom Tru Ayyilachem, that's the extent of what the Torah really says. And it's left to Chazal to, to teach us all the details, all the Pratim. Now, when it comes to the actual Shaifer, we have two Mishnayas. And at first blush, the two Mishnayas don't seem to stem. Yeah, Rosh It I think maybe this is the more famous Mishnah. I think you know, everything besides the para is good. So it sounds like you have a big range, a big variety of shayfers. Mishnah Gimlet says, Shayfer shal Rosh Hashanah shal Yael Pashot. has to be of a Yael Dafka. And other times you use shal Shacharim. Before I continue, I just want to know what's a Yael? Today it's also a popular name. So the Yael, the general, there's a discussion about this, but the general is generally identified as the animal known as the Ibex. The Ibex is from the goat family, and it's famous for walking up uh, almost straight cliffs. It's able to jump from rock to rock, and all the pictures you see of them, it's always uh, on the side of a mountain, on top of a mountain. And in fact, this is mentioned a few times in, the, in, in, in Tanakh, in Bar Nafshi, we say, Harim Hagvayim, Layeelim. Also, when Shaul is running after David, it says that he was, just, he was, it was a real uh, intense search, and he was searching for him, so it's some kind of dramatic search where they're uh, climbing over the, the rocks of the Yael, not the, not the typical uh, paved road. And also in Eve, when Hashem is answering Eve, and Hashem is saying, do you know what, do you know what I know? Do you, can you compare yourself to me? So Hashem says, Hayadata ledes yali salah. Do you know when the Yal gives birth? And what's, what's, what's the big uh, if to of that? So there's a command of Abbasid that says that the Ye'ela is the Chzoris al-Baneha, that when it, uh, when it needs to give birth, I know, you know, today other species, when they have to give birth, maybe they have to go somewhere else, Gemara says, the Yael, when it wants to give birth, it stays on top of the mountain. The way the Gemara says it is that it's on purpose. The mother wouldn't mind if the baby just uh, and uh, fell off the cliff. So what happens? The Gemara says, Hashem sends a nesher, and the nesher swoops by at just the right moment, and it uh, catches it in its wings and puts it down safely, and if the eagle flew by a minute, the moment before, a minute after, the whole operation would be a failure, and uh, Hashem has it all down, timed down to the moment, so uh, you think I got Eve uh, mixed up, you think I uh, I got this right and I got Eve wrong? Anyway, so that's the, the that's that possible. So, so, that, so the, the Mishnah says, Rosh Hashanah is Yoel Pashut, the Ibex, which is more of a straight horn, not perfectly straight, but it's straighter. And Shoshar, other times, other, other times when you need a shaifer, it's Shosharim Kfufim. What are Shosharim? Shosharim are the rams that we're familiar with from the sheep, regular sheep family. And uh, the ram's horn is very, uh, very much a spiral. And the, the Yoel shaifer, in comparison to that, is Pshutta. But uh, later on, he disagrees with the Tanakhama, and he says the opposite. And the other times is with Yael. So if you look at the Gemara, it seems like we're poskening like Rabbi Yehuda Lagaber Rosh Hashanah. And in fact, elsewhere in Gemara Rosh Hashanah, it says, more like an Agarat Lash Lama Taikim Rosh Hashanah Bishal Ayel. Why do we talk to use a ram? 
So that comes once you have that socks, and you can say, yeah, that's the But Then the Gemara wants to explain the machlekes between the ten So the Gemara says, Marsava Rosh Hashanah, Kama the Kaif Inish Daititfe Mali. And Rosh Hashanah, the more you're Kafuf, the more you're Kaif, you're Das, that's better. And the other one held that Rosh Hashanah, Kama the Pashat Inish Daititfe Mali, that you want your Das to be more Pashat. What does that mean? So you look at Rashi, you can tell from Rashi, Rashi has a slightly different Gersa. Rashi writes, not Das, the person himself. The more a person's bent, it's looking down, that's better. He mentions and connects it to the Akeda, for Tfila and for Akeda Yitzchak, so that's why you need Kfufen. The other opinion says, somehow you're supposed to be upright, so Rosh Hashanah is Pshutin, and that's the, that's the idea. It's pretty clear that Rashi has a different gear here in the Gemara, by the way. In fact, in the Ksav Yad Minchen, there's the famous Munich manuscript of the Gemara. That you can look it up online. There's a website that has all the Ksav Yad of Gemara. You can see it says in the Gemara itself, Marasavar Kamat Akayef Inish Tveyadif. Marasavar Kamat Akayef Inish Tveyadif, not Daite. And not Rosh Hashanah either. Rashi isn't necessarily referring specifically to Rosh Hashanah. Bechal. So Maskana, the Alacha, Rosh Hashanah, we're supposed to use the very uh, curvy shafers of the ram. Tzad, the min, the min is reminding us of the Akedah. And the Tzura, the Kfufim, is reminding us that a person, Kaya finished, to uh, look down in your tefillah, as Rashi explains. Now, back to the two Mishnayas. The two Mishnayas don't seem to be properly aligned here. First we said, call Shafris Kshayden, and then we said, Shoschanim Kfufim. So there are two approaches we find in Rishayim and Halacha. Rav Rishayim and Paiskim said that both are true. There's Lechatchila, and there's Bidiyavet. Or there's Mitzvah, and there's Mitzvah and Amuvchar. So, typical of this, you can find out that Eben, Shulchan Aruch, Shoshoshanah, Semen Tavkuf Peivav, Shevr Shoshoshanah, Mitzvah Seshi'i, Yekafuf, Keshiyichpufu, Eslibam, Vakadosh Baruch Hu, Betfila. So, not actually, more like the Gers and the Gemara, that you're going to be if you love. And call us Shevr Shoshoshanah, the Alter Eben is being marked, all Shevr Shoshoshanah, are kosher except the para. Mitzvah min ha-muvchar is shayfah shal ayol. But if you don't have a shayfah shal ayol, you could use other minim. And even b'pashut, if you don't have a kafuf, kafuf was only l'chatchila, but b'diyavah b'pashut yotza. So that's how the Alter puts all these pieces together. So there's mitzvah stam b'shayfah kafuf of any animal, it sounds like. Mitzvah min ha-muvchar is of an ayol, b'diyavah b'shayfah pashut. But if you look in the Rambam, the Rambam goes in an entirely different track. Hilchel Shefer, Paragraf, Lachalaf, Shefer should take him by Rosh Hashanah, who Karen Akvasim Akafuf, the Chala Shefer's Chutz Mi Karen Akavas Psulin. Rambam literally says the opposite of the Lashon Hamishnah, Chala Shefer's Psulin. The Rivet right there responds, the Kharifus, Hifriz Amidaisav, what's the Rambam talking about? Mitzvah Bekfufim, Vim Taka Bishayayal Yatsa. But there are other Rishayim, there's a minority Rishayim, but also like the Rambam, we're not getting into all of that in too great detail, it's just what we need to continue. So it's interesting to point out that when it comes to this, there are two quote-unquote scandals, controversies uh, that relate, over the generations that relate to Shoifers that are not from an isle. The first one was about 600 years ago in Germany, 
And it's documented, it's a special letter that's uh, survived. One of the Gdali Ashkenaz at the time, his name was Reb Yomtev Lipman Milhaizen. He's most famous for his sefer called Sefer Hanitzachen, which is a systematic takedown of Christianity. He was one of the Rishayim that uh, put a lot of effort and energy into that. And uh, even if the Sefer is not necessarily, uh, you know, you don't hear about it in Yeshiva, but apparently, at least at the time, at least uh, the Christians, it actually made a tremendous uh, mark. And there's an author who writes about him about 100 years ago, and this is how that author describes it. He says, from the day that that book was published until close to this generation, which is the 1800s, the uh, Reb Lipman is like the, the monster to every Christian who engages in interfaith debate. And for many, many days, years, um, if you wanted to uh, graduate in theology, you had to, one of the steps was you had to write a refutation of Reb Lipman's book. That was uh, part of your, uh, part of the requirements to become a scholar of Hebraics or theology to the extent that this became uh, its own category. It was known in, in, uh, in European languages as anti-Lipmania. That was, uh, became a whole genre. Anyway, that's just uh, totally that high up. He was one of the daily Hadar uh, and other areas as well, in the more mainstream areas, and we'll see uh, right now uh, something Allah so This letter was printed for the first time in the 1860s in some publication, and lately it was printed nicely in Yiddish Haseinu and in Yishurim, so it starts off by getting into these Mekhaites of the Shefer Shalayim, and he's emphasizing the Rishayim, those who hold that you talk only Yitzah with an aisle, and that even B'diyavet, if all you have is a goat, that's how he's gearing up here, that who would want to even get involved to use another Shefer when the Rambam holds that it's Mamish, Bittl Mitzvah, Chil Yomtev, Brachal Batala, you don't want to mess with that. And then he comes... And he exposes the scandal. What's the scandal? She says, The whole mitzvah of Shefer has not been uh, fulfilled in, in the whole Germany, the Germanic lands. Why? What happened? It's already 40 years that there's been no one, none of the Yidden in Germany knew how to make a Shefer. It's not so simple. You get the horn, and then, then what do you do with it? How do you actually turn it into a Shefer? So there was one guy who lived in Erfurt in Germany. He was the Schaefer guy for the whole Germany. And in fact, after him, his son took his place. And they were the ones who did all the Schaeferists. And the whole Germany, they call it its bow heino, to get, until they spread across the whole Germany. And then he says, a certain Talmud, depending on the Kisvayad, different names, one of them says, Reb Kellen of Ulma, of Ulm. Finally, Someone taught himself how to make shayfras himself. And then that's when the secret was discovered. All of a sudden, there was someone who could check the guy's work. And they discovered the, the horrible secret that all the shayfras until now were all made from goats and not from rams. What was happening? Everyone, they would shech the, they would shech the ram, they would bring the horn to the guy to fix it. The guy would say, okay, see you later. And then the guy didn't know how to make shafers from rams. It's too curvy, I guess. So he would throw that in the garbage, and he would take a goat's horn and process it. And by the time you got it back, you didn't know the difference. It looked unrecognizable. 
So uh, he uses the pasuk from Yaakov, the goats are uh, replacing the sheep. And this was finally admitted to by the son, Uman Goy, Ben Uman Harishain. And uh, they, finally, uh, they finally admitted that they've never, ever in history ever made a shofar, shum shofar me'ayel. So Lukman says, when I heard this, Charati Charada Gadayla, the whole land of Ashkenaz, Karen Yisrael, play on words, has fallen. And we haven't done the mitzvah of Shafer, Kalacha, and that's not a Simon Bracha because it says in Rosh Hashanah, Amr Abitzcha, Koshana, Shein, Taken, Bobit Hilasa, Miriam, Lobe Seifa. If you don't blow the Shafer properly in the beginning, the Shaitman Shain, you're already Miriam, you're screaming at the end. Maybe that explains why life in Germany has been so uh, awful for uh, all these years. And we finally figured out why. So, I was Machazik, that, Reb Kellen, HaKoyen of Ulma, I was Machazik, Yad HaKoyen, he's a Koyen, Vedacious, in this Malachas Mitzvah, and he finally showed me, I watched before my eyes how he took a ram's horn, and I didn't, uh, we didn't let it out of our sight, and Itaka was able to turn it into a shaifer, and now I was so happy, we made him Karen Yisrael, to use a Karen Shalayel, and, um, and now we've already trained more Uminim Yehudim, so now we can uh, totally uh, fix this, uh, this Pirza, this terrible, uh, unfortunate uh, situation here in Germany. And it continues, and now he's making Xayda and Isish. Lo Yasashim Adam Shefer Sheinishal Ayel. Oroish Asher Yasa, Afilishal Tayesh. We have to totally eradicate now these gold Shefers. And uh, some. Sai making it and Sai using it as Xeda and Isser against anyone who uses it. As long as you actually have a, an alternative, the Ikishal Isle, even if it looks inferior, you should use the Shalayl. And he promises that uh, anybody who wants to learn how, we're going to have a special training program. Whoever wants to learn exactly how to do it, come, I'll teach him. And uh, the Umnim in the city have promised they're willing to help anyone who's interested. And if you send me the the, 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 the horn yourself in the mail, I'll, uh, I'll take care of it. I'll send it back to you for a good price. And he says, by the way, a tip that uh, if you're looking, if you're, in your, if you're in your local city and you want to find someone who can do it for you, so call Omen Oysa Blistrais, anyone who's in the, the weapons uh, field of work, they should have the skills, they should have what it takes to actually uh, do the shafer as well. Beis Hadchak. And he asked other Rabbanim to join him. And Takin the there's another paragraph after that letter. There's another Rav that says, Rechil Ephraim, Abing Mitzdarev to the Divri Maharal. He was the Maharal before the Maharal was the Maharal. And uh, he adds, Hamidik Mispashit, Shevach Lekel, Shetekim Mishal Ayel. In this article in Yerush Hasein, which goes to Lavitz Makayr, as it mentions, is also the Maharil, that the Maharil sent specially to... Uh, Pull it up right here, but uh, sent uh, to Erfurt, and um, there was a story where the shliach didn't even make it back in time, and uh, he rolled in uh, and the Maril used it a whole drama. So we see uh, interestingly how difficult it was back then. But what is a more uh, recent uh, manifestation of this? So, um, this uh, before I go get into this, I just want to mention, as uh, the time when I was looking into the subject, so around that time, on Rosh Hashanah, I met someone who had this big, large Yemenite shaifer, and he was saying how someone gave it to him as a gift, it's a nice piece, and he, he thought, oh, let me take it on Mephzayim, because... Uh, 
looks a lot more interesting. It's an attraction. And you stop, instead of uh, harassing people on the street, maybe people actually will be intrigued by uh, such a beautiful piece. So it was ironic that this person was telling me this in light of the following, right? So we know the Yemenite Shreifres are very long and you know, not cough off like this, but, uh, you know, twisty. They don't look at all like a ram's horn that we're familiar with. So uh, the question was, when the Yemenites, the last 100, 100 and something or so years, when the Yemenites started coming more in contact, moving to Israel and things like that, so the question was, wait a second, what is this, uh, what is this horn? Where is this horn from? Is it, is it possible, or is it at least not uh, Shalayel, and uh, maybe it's at least Ma'akav, but the Yemenites according to the Rambam, and don't the Yemenites, aren't they supposed to be following the Rambam? And there was this huge confusion. Some were saying this, some were saying that. It essentially seemed like the Yemenites themselves didn't really know where these shayfers were coming from. The Yemenites themselves, they had the Yemenite shayfers, they didn't know where, what animal, what species it's from. In fact, there were some, even as recently, maybe the last 50 years ago, we're still trying to claim that, no, 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 this taka, there's a species of sheep, you don't know about it, but there's a, a species of sheep that grows horns that look like this. But, um, and it seems the reason for this is, is that uh, these animals, as it turns out, uh, it's basically been proven, people investigated and concluded that these shafers, especially the way they look, they come from the kudu. The kudu is a kind of antelope. It roams in Africa, and it seems like they're not native to Yemen, so someone was importing them over the centuries from uh, northeast Africa to, uh, to Yemen. It was distant enough that they didn't really weren't familiar with the species itself, just the horns. Uh, and a kudu, of course, is not uh, minha isle at all. Antelopes are their own category. Say they're closer to the deer, if anything, I suppose. Um, so for that reason, once that was clarified, so you shouldn't be using them because even if you don't go as far as uh, and say that it's a baruch of this and that, but certainly the chatechela, according to everyone, you're supposed to use shayfer uh, shalayim. Are there any Christians that, that say that not the Yemenite, not, uh, not as Kudu, some Yemenite Paiskim just feel uh, partial to their Messiahs and they're, they're, they're more uh, liberal in their uh, take on it. They'll just say, Arminic, uh, Messiahs, certainly we always had the ability to get other Talib, we didn't have the option, we, we always could have had all the shares if you wanted, and clearly this is somehow good and okay. I have a bunch of articles about these topics if anyone's interested to read in greater detail. Um, that all is about, and that's all about just about the behemoth, which animal it is, which, which species it is. And that's not even getting to the Shiloh of the Tsuda of the Shaifer. Right? So at least, most of the time, in Yemen, there's a certain amount of, you know, it looks a little kafuf, although the question is, what does kafuf mean, right? And uh, even in Ashkenaz, right, the shayfer at least is, you know, half a, half a circle. But of Kapach, who was from Yemen, but not the kind who was into necessarily preserving this kind of Masada, the kind who was into debunking it, he has this argument, he takes it to an extreme. He says that the shayfer shal yoyal, the yoyal itself is pretty curvy. It's it's uh, a semicircle. And the Mishnah is distinguishing and saying, shal yoyal kafuf, shal scharim kvufim. So he says, if you take the ram and then you chop off half of it and you straighten out the other half, and it now looks like this. So you have the shal but it uh, might as well be shal because it looks like that. Kafuf means dafka spiral. So someone quotes him of Nevanzel who responds and says, 
state that in Gemara that on Rosh Hashanah you have to be in a spiral. It doesn't say you have to be in a spiral. It says you have to be uh, Kayef. So Kayef sounds like uh, just a little bit bent, like the way a person looks when he's bent over. Uh, what's Pashat? So some people talk about, want to say that it's not the Ibex, that it's referring to uh, the Rx. The Rx has mamish, uh, very straight horns. You could make a shafer from that as well, so maybe that would be one way of transferring. But it's interesting that Rav Kapok took this to a very great extreme, and he says anyone who uh, makes a shafer and straightens it out, you're missing the entire point. Clearly, most people don't seem to uh, agree with that too much, and cough of however much cough of it is, but if it's not completely straight, that would seem to be a bit of a problem. Now, that I was mentioning, the kfufin and the ayah. Like I said I have a bunch of articles about that, just to conclude. Uh, a minute or two, interestingly, there's a, a, an additional Hemshech, then Chassidus Chabad, there's an interesting emphasis on the Mishnah that says, Shal Yol Pasha, you open look at the Torah, the end of Atmitzavim, so he quotes in Barchinav, Shizel, Harim HaGvayim La Ya'elim, at the Harim HaGvayim, are Nimshech Lamata through Ya'elim. And what are the Ya'elim? The Kerl HaShayfer. Why? Because Rosh Hashanah, Shal Yol Pasha. And what's that? That's Tshuva Me'emek Alev. What does Yael mean? Yael means Aliyah, you're being mild yourself to the dark of Avash, Lamail, and Adas. And what's uh, Pashat? Yael Pashat? That Koma the Pashat Libit Feyad, if you've been Pashat the Ava from its Islamshus and the Gulf to just focus on the Abishter. So a whole Hemshech and the Gutatera going with Shefer Shoshan Shiyal Pashat. So there's a letter from the Rebbe, from Resha, the Shat, the Tafshin Chas, the Bianca Lando, the Nebrak. And I write to Messiah with the army under the Yaima, then the end of this Mimer quotes it. And the Chayyim is happy to say that the Shevish Rosh Hashanah is Shal Elam. See also a different Mimer, the different Mimer, the Yamash Rosh Hashanah, that explains that Shevish Shal Ayel. We want Kfufin, come at the Kafif, not come at the Pashat. However, according to Raif Paiskim, at least it's Kashir Bidiyavid, and according to the Rambam, it's Bidiyavid Pasal, the Rebbe is touching on all this very Bakitzer, but pointing out this interesting phenomenon in the Mimer. And from then on, this was this turn. This is the, I believe the first time the Rebbe mentions this. And from then on, the Rebbe turned this into an illustration of the fact that Chassidus sometimes goes with things that are not lafi the halacha. So, for example, there's a letter of Thomas Tafshidan from Listen to Lushkin, a famous question. The Kutter it says that Aisha is table the Tarasa and Maim Chaim. But we don't pass in the halacha. You need Maim Chaim. But we just changed our mikvayas in the last hundred years or so, and now they're not Maim Chaim anymore. So the Rebbe writes to listen to Lushkin, beginning moving. This is, I think, quoted in the Taras Mayim. Beginning moving, that Lakuta Torah is not a safer, safer piske dinim. And sometimes, Nister the Torah doesn't always just have to explain the halacha, but also other days, Israel Divikim Chaim. For example, Lakuta Torah Nitzavim, Shreva Shoshana Shiyal Pashot. So there you go. That's how the Rebbe started using it. And it's, you'll find this a lot in letters of the Sukhis, but interestingly, as time went on, when the Rebbe wrote that letter, that was the only mocker that, that was printed. As time went on, and they printed chassidim, more chassidus and more of the Rebbeim, it turned out that there are other places of chassidus where chassidus brings both to explain both sides. So for example, in once the opposite. is to be mispashed from the Levushim Hamastidim, like it's a, like the world is a yesh, and to reach Yichud Eilah, Kula Kamekla, Kula Mamish. That's the Amis Lamitoi. 
And that's Pashat Daite. You're being Pashat Yadas to get, get out of the Levushim and to be Masik, the real thing. Chadamar, Koba the Kayev Inish. That's talking about, he says, he's talking about Kayev, is Lashon Eskafia. That's Yehuda Tata. If you can't reach the Darga of Yehuda Yelas, Yehuda Tata, you've been Kayev Inish, and then you have a constant struggle. Your Elm Haza is a struggle for you, but you're overcoming it. And in this manner, the Semach Sedek is Mazbrit. We have many other places, the Marash, then the Fidik Rab, and a bunch of places, brings both, and I think in different ways. Tafresh Petas, Sadek Alaf, Sadek Gimel, Sadek Ches, Sadek Tes, Tafshin Vav. And the Rebbe himself started mentioning it. There's a mimer from Tafshin Yotas, where the Rebbe brings the way their Marash does it in Lamadalab. There's a mimer Muga from Tafshin Mem that takes from Fidik Rebbe. And Tak and Tafshin Chavzayan. When the Rebbe in Shabbos Cholamoyit Sukkot Tafshin Chavzayan, when the Rebbe mentioned this Kudat Torah as an example of something that's not Lalacha, at this point the Rebbe already said that by the Fidik Rebbe, Kafit Benshayim, we find. Uh, Fidgeb actually does explain both sides. So that's uh, just an interesting uh, postscript. How uh, this ties into uh, how the Indian of Tkia Shafir is explained in Tayyar's Chabad. In conclusion, I'd like to wish you all Ksiva Ksima Teva, Shana Teva Masuka, Luka Ben Shkiar, Shakaya.